0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio One A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back here in the heart of Arlington County. Some would dispute that this is the heart of Arlington County,
1: but it of is course the soul is. of Arlington County. It's
0: Clarendon, and it's the soul. It's the heart. It's everything. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode one seventy-four. And you heard my co-host to my right. That's Test Strike. Tess. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Great.
2: Good. To my left, of course, it's Wayme Docs. Docs, what's up, Farley? Did you notice that Tess broke protocol and came in before she was? Introduced? I love it.
0: Let's shake it up. Hey, you know, no, no, <laughs> no I, hope yeah, I know that never like, happens again. I know,
2: <laughs> I know that you like routine
0: mm-hmm. and you like the standard issued mm-hmm. what we're doing. Stay for, on script, <laughs> Tess.
1: For the record, no one told me that was a protocol. Right. Just like mm. the the photo position protocol. Right. If there's See, a manual, I need to read it.
2: Right. We don't have the manual, Docs. So. No, this is this is learn as you go. Yeah. All right, well, be be ridiculed by me as you go. That's the that's the manual. <laughs> Intern Joanna, uh, get on the happy hour <laughs> in the manual. Uh, uh, you're yeah. tasked with those things. All right, well, Farley, I would like to answer the question though. What's that? How am I doing? I'm yes, on, I'm on my deathbed. I know. Uh, I'm, glad I'm, I'm that sitting you're over here, your dogs. I'm sitting
0: over here quarantined. He's, he's got electrolytes and oranges mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, it's say, got electrolytes. You sound like well, you, you did have an orange before we came on. Uh, and now he's drinking an electrolyte. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink. Uh, you don't sound
2: your best. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, I went out to Arizona last week mm-hmm. and visited my uh, dad's brother, okay. And, and his wife, and they had a surprise birthday party for him. Nice. So the whole family was out, but unfortunately, my aunt was sick, uh, and so I, I took her germs home with oh, me, no. and they activated last night, uh, and uh, I am well under the weather today. Well, we were, but gl- we we're glad you're here. You <laughs> are a true professional. You are
0: a true professional. We're glad you're here. You did text us earlier this morning and say and said uh, to both Tess and I, uh, are you okay with me being under the weather and sick? and Test response was, as long as you're quarantined in the corner, mm-hmm. staying far away. Stay in your lane. Yes. Then,
2: yeah. then uh, I think that's good advice generally for Doc. Stay in his lane. <laughs> but, but to that point, uh, I just want to let all of our listeners know that uh, I, I left it up to to my co-hosts whether right. or not they wanted to share a space with me. It's, it's a very selfish move when people say, I got to go to work even though I'm sick because right. they get everybody else sick. That is true. But today
0: was an important show for you to Mm -hmm. be here. And for the
1: record, we do have a full liter of hand sanitizer on the table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We do. It tastes
0: gross. (laughs) (laughs) You don't eat it, Docs. Mm. Um, But it is important for Docs to be here because we are very excited about today's guest. Uh, He is the head cross-country and track coach over at West Springfield High School. It's Chris Pellegrini. Uh, His girls were the state champs in cross-country this past week. His boys were runner-ups. So uh, great stuff coming out of West Springfield and why it's important that Dox is here for a West Springfield coach here who is the guest. Yeah, why is that important? Because Dox is one of the West Springfield's all-time great runners. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's a- <laughs> and I-, a- I know some <laughs> listeners
2: who will dispute that. Yeah, I know.
0: We do have some – we have some – we have some – uh, alum but they don't have to a microphone so that go right. on so so we do have some alum who listen and uh, they will be excited to hear from chris as well so uh, thrilled to have chris as the cross-country season wraps up to talk about the season talk about the west springfield uh, west springfield spartans today on the program also on today's program uh, an interesting story that uh, tess is going to tell us about mm-hmm. emily Shrek. she's a canisius college sophomore uh, who's running there at Canisius College. And Tess is going to talk about a story uh, that uh, has made some made some pretty big news recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on today's program, we're going to recap my Dancing with the Stars.
2: Step by step.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, not step by step, uh-huh. but I want to touch on that. And uh, I, I got a lot of great feedback and mm-hmm. uh, did the dance and did the thing. And uh well, it was a it was a successful event. And we'll talk about that later on the program. Oh, that
2: wasn't the full recap. No, right there. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I want to go deeper into that. Okay, yeah. Uh, also, on today's program, Amazon is coming to Arlington. Real uh, estate prices just went uh, coming up. Coming, to congratulations to all you homeowners out <laughs> yes, there. Coming to Crystal City. Mm. Uh, it's I, not Crystal City. Oh, uh, what's it? What is National it Landing? National mm. Landing. Yes, National yeah. Landing. So we're going to talk about that and how it affects potentially. Uh, some of the local great races there in Crystal City. Yeah, now, what about what about,
2: what about the uh, series in the spring that I do every April? Yes, that's right. Well, we, Is we'll that we'll going to impact that. us? We
0: will tease that and we'll talk. Uh, we'll okay, talk I'm about finally that. interested in a <laughs> we'll past to nation topic. We'll talk about that later in the program. And finally, uh, we're going to uh, touch on some of the uh, listeners' tweets that have come in. Mm-hmm. We always love to en- you that you interact with the program. Yes, uh, some great tweets have come in. Uh, since we no longer do the tweets episodes, mm-hmm. I like every month or so, every six weeks, to touch on the tweets that have come in, and we'll talk about and address some of those tweets at Pace the Nation.
2: Like in a negative way? Well, it, potentially, but some positive, Ooh. some, some oh, negative okay. as well. All right.
0: uh, but Can do- I be negative? You all, always generally are, so yeah. Okay. Again, you'll stay in <laughs> your lane. Uh, so, Docs, uh, you were in Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, a surprise birthday trip for an uncle. Yes. Um was he surprised? He was
2: surprised. Yes. Those are the, always hard to pull off. Have you ever been surprised, Tess? No. No.
0: I, I have and it's it's
2: shocking. Oh, I surprised you on your your birthday once. Remember that? Yes. Um like it, for Farley's birthday once, I had we had all these guys coming into town when when Farley was uh doing his sabbatical in Georgetown. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And he and I planned for we were like, Oh, let's go out, let's let's everybody, let's go out this this Saturday. Uh and everybody was texting back. They're like, Oh, I'm in, but then at the last minute they're like, I can't do it. And so then I went over to Farley's house and was like, let's just go out anyway. So It he, was just gonna be me and him. What a he, rough night that yeah. would have been. He cleared he cleared his schedule <laughs> because people said they were gonna come and then everybody canceled. And so he was just disappointed I tried that he was to gonna act go not out. disappointed. Dude. Yeah. Just docs and I. And and the best thing was so we show up, we go to the first bar where, where we uh, El Centro, I think, where mm-hmm. we had some drinks and some tacos, and there were already three people there and, and Farley's like, Oh, that's great, you know. And then like every like 10 minutes one Another more person, person showed up. up and it was farley was such such a great person to surprise because every time somebody showed up he thought oh well that's the last guy this is great like he would be like hey what are you doing here like it, like there was a surprise was every time somebody showed up so i would say anybody thinking about having a surprise party what you do is you do all of the guests, all at the same time. Right. We did the opposite of that. We did one guest yep. at a time. That's also a, a good it's format. It's a really
0: good format. So Nobody does that. So if Tessa's friends are listening, I mm-hmm. think that's a good format. That's what yeah. I would do for her next birthday surprise. Or that Just way, every ten minutes, roll yeah. another friend. It in was it was very very well done. <laughs> but now I'm in on it. I right. know that's it's true. a it's that's a format. True. You know, you get two that's
2: people, true. and I kind of think it's then gonna. gonna say, hey, all right. When's, bring the next some one, bells. when's the next one? Mm-hmm. When's the next one? Yeah. Surprise parties are good for people who are not suspicious. My uncle was. Not suspicious. Okay, Uh, so he he did fall for the surprise. Even uh, he got us out. We were in Tucson, which is where he lives, and we were going to his daughter's house in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. which is I don't know two and a half hour drive. And he gets us on the road early, and you know we had we knew the plan, and we were going to arrive exactly when everybody was scheduled to arrive. So my aunt and I had to come up with a diversion because we were you know an hour early. And she has him go off to like some desert pharmacy in in Safeway because
0: she was the sick one, right? That got she you was sick. <laughs> She's the one okay. that got me sick. Got yeah. it. Okay. So I wish
2: I wish she got better meds while we were there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and my uncle. It was kind of funny because my uncle was like, he's like, this is so far out of the way. Like he was making comments under his breath, kind of like he's like. He's like, oh, we're still, she's like, make a right, make your next right. But we're in the desert. So it was like 10 miles. And he was He's, like. You're probably passing pharmacies left and right. <laughs> <laughs> no, a desert. Just cactus oh, okay. after gotcha, cactus gotcha. after cactus. So actually being in a desert uh, and That's finding helpful. a diversion is helpful. Yeah. yeah because it wasn't a strip mall every two seconds. Uh, yeah. So we went out of our way and he was a little bit annoyed by that. We got back on the road, but he was totally surprised when we got to the house. So Very it worked cool. out great. Well, I'm glad that
0: uh, your uncle was surprised. Um So Tess's friends just understand that she is kind of in on it at this point, so... You know, I, I think for her next 21st birthday, twenty first birthday. My mm-hmm. next twenty first yeah, 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 yeah. birthday. I mean, mm-hmm. for your for your twenty first birthday,
2: um, your next birthday, which next will be birthday, your twenty first. Right. Yeah.
0: How old yeah. do you think I am? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Twenty,
3: <laughs> <I> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you that know, that, that,
2: qu- that answer speaks for
3: itself. Just
0: just know that she's a, kind of in on it, but uh, mm-hmm. you can still pull it off. Uh, it, that was a great surprise. Other, but uh, so other than surprise, docs, did you do anything else in Arizona?
2: Yeah, I, I discovered a true passion for pickleball. Pickleball. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. pickleball is like a, a is an actual thing in these warm like florida arizona it is a it's an actual
1: thing can you explain to me what pickleball is um well if
2: they ever make a full-length feature like a two-hour hollywood blockbuster based on goldilocks and the three bears story mm-hmm. tennis will be papa bears sport mm-hmm. okay ping pong will be baby bear sport and pickleball will be mama bear sport <laughs> okay all right,
3: I'm
1: not sure. Was that why. a good explanation? No. no. So it's a racket sport. Yeah. It's I'm a racket. Still not yeah, yeah. It's,
2: <laughs> it's a it's a racket sport that's on a smaller court than a tennis court, and it combines the rules of tennis and ping pong. I think. Okay. A, a little bit. Is there of. a table? You're no. standing on it, and it's fixed to the ground. Okay. No, no you're table. standing on a court. Yeah, it's like it's like a tennis <laughs> court. It, the, the 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 material, the the court is like a tennis court. It's mm-hmm. made like a tennis court. It's just smaller. Uh, it's double, so you play two versus two. I was the youngest person there by about 75 years. Yeah, it's so not I, for 21-year-olds, I sure. was the only one who was moving a lot. Right. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a little bit of movement, and, you, like, the ball you play with is like a wiffle ball, mm-hmm. and the paddles are, are like wooden paddles almost. Uh, it's so fun. So um, I'm not sure that we've really
0: defined what pickleball is for Tess yet and uh-huh. we definitely haven't decided why the three little bears or the what what's the fable that's, that he mentioned that's yeah. the analogy we're yeah. gonna go Goal, with. Yeah. Goalie Goalie the three, bears. three bears. how, do you not, not sure how, how does they, that not help no it didn't help at all i'm not sure what you're still referring to with mama bear and baby bear and
2: did you ever read that book <laughs> or did you just <laughs> skip it sh- i'm sure i did but uh, mm-hmm. I-, I don't remember i don't know why that had ha- would have anything to do with pickleball because it's because Mama Bear is always the medium thing, and this is in between ping pong and tennis. Ah, got it. Okay, got it. Pickleball would be the medium.
0: I feel okay. like
1: badminton and tennis would be a better analogy yeah. then, because then like table tennis or ping You're pong, you, you have a table. You don't so even know.
2: Different. You don't even know how the game's played. Well, how do you now have a better analogy?
1: Well, because I'm working with what you told me. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true.
2: Now, the the rules of the game are more similar to ping pong because you score one point. And you have to serve like this, and it's two people. My experience with pickleball is
0: it's pickleball court next to a shuffleboard court next to mm-hmm. a uh, bingo uh,
2: facility. That's kind Dude, of that's... pickleball was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, ev- everybody in the community was was there at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, everybody was there. No, it, it, is, it and is. They have cool the whole game. system. I loved it. And then, like, I started playing, and I didn't know all of the rules. Uh, So the first day I stepped in what they call the kitchen, which you're not allowed to hit a ball in the air when you're in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they immediately told me that. And then the next day I was on the court and the woman, a woman in the court next to me uh, said excuse me, I saw you yesterday, you hit a ball in the air in the kitchen. I was like, yep, yep, they explained you're it. You're kidding. It's been corrected. She's like, well, you're playing wrong, and you need to follow the rules. I was like, it's been corrected at school, thank you. Uh, and, wow, and she went on policing. and on and on. These and then guys she, take their pickleball serious. She walked around the court, they would finish their game. She's telling them, and I saw him yesterday, and he was, and blah, blah. And then we went back, and my aunt had some friends there. And, and she was laughing. She was like, this woman came over and she talked about you for like 10 minutes, <laughs> hitting the ball in the kitchen. All right. Well,
0: pickleball looks like a fun game. I'm glad that you uh, give it two it's, thumbs up. It's great. Yes. So uh, next time uh, I'm around a pickleball court, I will give it a shot. Yes. We're
2: going to build one on the Kai Shai compound. I love it.
0: All right. Well, let's switch. Uh, let's transition from pickleball to another sport, uh, what this podcast is actually about, running. Uh we're going to bring in Chris Pellegrini now. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Docs uh, ran for West Springfield. Correct. Before Chris was there, Chris was also uh, a athlete or a runner at West Springfield. Correct. Uh, so you guys didn't cross paths, though, right, Docs? That's not totally true. Okay. All
2: right. So you do know Chris? When I was a when I was at the University of Virginia, mm-hmm. we put on a camp, a running camp. And he was one of the uh, attendees.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's good that you got
2: that context. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Chris is one
0: of the best coaches in the area. He's been doing it for 17 years over at West Springfield. His girls were the top in the state. His boys were the runner-up. And he's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right. Welcome back to the program. And now Tess and Docs, we are excited to be joined by one of the best coaches here in the Northern region. It's Chris Pellegrini. Chris, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
3: I'm doing great. A little bit sick, but you probably heard my voice. Well, you
0: know, it's it's a theme of the room here. It's a
3: Spartan thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Docs is a little bit on the weather, too. Mm -hmm. you probably got under the weather while you were coaching so hard this past week at States, right?
3: Uh, a little bit. I actually it was funny, coming off that weekend last weekend when we had States, uh, on Monday I started feeling a little under the weather. I think mm-hmm. I was I think I was just kinda of worn down. Maybe yeah. a, uh, the stress of it all or, or the, the anxiety of hoping this thing would finally happen for us in some capacities uh, uh, maybe finally got to me. And I'm usually a pretty healthy person, but yeah, you
0: know, a little, little uh, it's, cold I, it, Man, it's a drain emotionally, physically for, for the kids, for you, for everybody part of, as who's part of the program. And we're going to talk about that race that uh, happened this past week where the Spartans did so well. The, the boys were second in the state, and the girls won it, and we're going to get into some of that. But before we do um, – we want to touch on a little bit of your your, your background uh sure. both of these guys here ran mm-hmm. for vic kelball correct I, i've i've heard about so docs and i ran in college together and mm-hmm. i've heard about vic kelball for the last i don't want to i don't want to make five years right right i don't want to let people know how <laughs> old we are but for the mm-hmm. last 25 years um Tell us kind of what what uh, Kelball's influence of you was, and how you kind of got into coaching at West Springfield after the legendary Kelball. Sure. Ball.
3: Um, well, it's funny because uh, I, I think his influence on on Docs and myself and everybody else who came through his program uh, is is really understated, uh, and uh, he did enough to develop my passion for the sport that when i was 18 and graduated even though i was not one of his top runners uh i i did ask uh i gave him a call in july of 2001 and said hey coach i'm going to be a george mason is there any chance that uh, i could keep coming around and, and helping out the program and uh now that i look back at it i am kind of surprised that he would say yes <laughs> uh and that's how i got started in general and and uh and here i am uh uh, cross country, winter track, spring track, uh, 53 seasons later wow. at West Springfield, just kind of sticking with it. And, and it all started because he said yes. So, uh, and then I was lucky enough, my first six years of assisting on the cross country team to, to really learn, uh, standing right next to him and, and try to pick up as much as I could, uh, uh, as we went along, uh, before he retired, uh, after the, uh, the fall of 2006. Wow. That's
0: awesome. Well, it's a storied program. We've got a uh, sign right behind me here, Chris, yes. that's uh, the 1993 state champions uh, sign for the West Springfield Spartans. I know we've got mm-hmm. a few listeners who ran on that team. Correct. Uh, so we'll tweet out a picture of that sign. So the history of the program was was really good, and then maybe a, a, a bit of a, a dip before you got there? Or-
3: um well, actually, I do want to say that uh, I have a, uh, I have probably weekly conversations and emails back and forth with Coach Kelbaugh and yep. as I'm trying to kind of pull as much history from him as possible yeah. to compile our school's history. Um, and uh, he does look very fondly on that 1993 team mm-hmm. uh, as, as being one of his biggest overachievements. So uh, wow. just for, for those who are listening that were on that team, just know that uh, you have a special place good. there That's for very him. Cool. Yeah. That's and it. And what about you? Uh, do we have a
2: special place in your heart, too? <laughs> oh,
3: of course. I, I guess so. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Of, Good. Of
0: course. He, yes. He's
3: a Spartan, and he's proud mm-hmm. of this story. Absolutely. History, no, I, sure. And, and I, I take special pride in trying to know as much as I possibly can from our school's history. So even though I might not have been old enough to have been there myself or was uh, there at the time, uh, I feel like next to maybe Coach Calball, there isn't anybody that knows more about it than I do.
0: Well, I, I have to say, I mean, I'll, I'll miss some guys, but I was there around the time where you guys were kicking everybody's mm-hmm. tail in '93. And Coach Kellbourn's great, but it's kind of hard to mess up Ker- Sharif Kareem. Sharif wasn't there. Chris, Chris Beck. Well, he was. He wasn't there for the '93 team. Wasn't there for '93? Right. Yeah, that's true. Right.
3: And the the big. But that's. S- oh, oh, sorry, I was going to say the the big. Um, Thing about the '93 team is they did not win a single race the entire year until the state meet. Wow, look it was at the that. only mm-hmm. race they run. They won the whole season. Docs mm-hmm. has got somebody bragging for him. This is that's right,
0: nice. That is that's very cool. good. Did, did
3: not did not and realize then, uh, that.
0: Yeah. So Docs, I didn't realize that was the only race that you won all year. I mean. He he's talks about this team, how great it was. Had it I was known they only won one race, I have something to give him a hard time about. But no, that is wrong. pretty big that they won because the, I, the big I, one.
2: But I'll say, like, and, and this is a credit to how Kelba coached us too, there were other teams in the region that peaked – it, you know, at the first meet, it, what is it? The Monroe Parker now. Uh, it's but now it was, called Monroe Parker. I think it yeah. used to be
3: called the Northern Virginia the Athletic, Athletic Directors', Directors Meet. meet. Right.
2: Yes, and and there were teams that would like that would be their best race of the season. But Kelba had us like he trained us to perform in the championships at the end of the season, and and so it's a credit to his coaching style and his patience that uh, he knew that we were going to peak at the right time. That's very cool.
0: And
3: I uh, think that his very calm um, and steady demeanor had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because um, he never really got everybody psyched up um, for anything but the very, very end of the season. So uh, I, I've, I've started to become a believer that, that peaking ha- is far more mental than it is physical. And so to me, it's really hard to get up in late August, early September, and then stay up and get up again in November. Right. So he tried, he always ran a very steady ship all the way through.
0: Well, that's a good uh, trip down memory lane. Um, but you, let's let's kind of fast forward. So you were sure. at George Mason. You, you you started coaching there in two thousand one took over the program in 2005, 2006?
3: Um, I took over coaching the, the winter and spring track programs as the head coach in 2000, the 2006, 2007 okay. year. Uh, and then I did not um, become the head coach for cross country until 2010. Wow. Uh, okay. I, was, I was still assisting. Uh, but Duke Baird, um, a, another uh, alumni runner from uh, West Springfield, uh, picked up immediately following Coach Gelbaugh, uh And then when he started having too many kids, uh, then uh, I, I took over the head coaching responsibilities from him.
0: Now, so tell me a little bit about like this area, West Springfield, like Braddock. All these teams that run at Burke Lake at the what what we call the AD meet, the Monroe Parker. I mean, the the amount of talent in this area is just insane. The number of runners that you've had or that Mike's had over at Lake Braddock, or just in this northern region, is insane. Talk about some of these star runners.
3: Well, it, it's kind of it's funny because. I, I can sort of step back and realize how deep this area is mm-hmm. from a talent standpoint, but then the other side of it, it's really all I've ever known. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm kind of living in the middle of the forest right now right. knowing that this is just what it's always like. And right. our district is always cutthroat. And, and, when two miles down the street, you have national caliber performances uh, on a virtually yearly basis from the lake Braddock program. Uh, in, in order to compete with them, you kind of r- got to rise up to right. close to, or that level itself.
2: How, so. how do you recruit kids to come out to the team? Uh, it's like get, funny because... Getting the new runners, you know? Uh,
3: if you take a look at our girls team this year, it was mm-hmm. the smallest girls team in numbers that we've had is that here, right? ever. Mm-hmm. We had 25 girls in the entire team. Wow. And I mean, only, Braddock's got like five times that. Yep, wow. And, and we only had one freshman. That's crazy. And uh, that's been... That's a little bit scary, actually. So uh, my job during the winter and spring track seasons is to try to figure out, okay, What caused these girls not to come out for the team this fall? Where are they? I got to get them out and I got to turn them into cross country runners because they didn't come out as cross country runners naturally. Uh, And actually, uh, a good chunk of our varsity program this year didn't come out as four year cross country runners, I had to go find them during the track seasons and, and then convert them um and and so that's part of the process and
0: that's an interesting point i got i'm, I'm buddies with the guys over at yorktown high school here where we have always have these soccer players i was at a race this morning where i saw one of the kids who's a soccer player and i'm just like you. Got, he ran 425 in the you know 1600 i'm like you gotta run like how do you convince these guys to you know run full time run for you three seasons
3: well Uh, It's definitely a a one-season-at-a-time process, Mm -hmm. but the hardest part is is that 99% of the people who are athletic that arrive at at the high school level, especially at a school like West Springfield, because we're not a secondary school, so we don't have any real um, hands-on looks at kids prior to to high school, uh, is that... Everybody comes to high school thinking that there's something else first. Uh, they were, had another sport growing up, whether it was soccer or baseball or whatever sport it might have been. Uh, my first love was baseball. And so when, I, uh, w- when you get to high school, uh, it, we're sort of that back burner sport <laughs> right. and our job is to show them, hey, you might, you might be, you know, on a scale of one to 100, you might be an 85 rated soccer player. You might sure. be an 80 rated baseball player but look how far you can go in this sport. And the hard part is giving them the tangible evidence to where they will believe that themselves.
1: I love that because I came in as a a competitive soccer Soccer player player, who never ran until college and converted and had a great time. And
0: now it's who, I mean, you you would define yourself. If you picked a sport, you define yourself as running.
1: Yeah, more running. I was way more successful in running. But do you think that, I think it's awesome that you're building a program like that, but do you think that as you become more successful, that will be harder to do? since the program gets this reputation for being an elite running team, then it's harder to pick up people from other sports. It was
3: actually something um, that I talked with uh, Coach Mangan from Lake Braddock about because he's been so successful for such a long time. And he says, no, it's, it's harder than you think to get girls especially to come out for what they view as an elite team because they immediately say, well, that's not me. I can't do that. Uh, and they think that they're better suited to do something else. And so um, I think – Part of having a, a consistently good to potentially great program is you have to deal with that negative side effect of convincing those who don't think they can do it that they can. And so you would have thought that that us winning a state championship this year on the girls' side, we could walk around with the, you know, the, the, the trophies and the medals and whatever and say, hey, look at this. Come join a winner. But that might not be as effective as you think it would be. It might be more along the lines of, hey... You need to realize that we really can help you. Right. Uh, just try to buy in for a little bit and we'll show you.
0: Right. You don't have to come out and be the best on the team because that's way intimidating as they walk around yes. with a big sign that says State Champions mm-hmm. 2018.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, you feel free to use my story uh, in your recruiting efforts because my freshman year in high school, I was, out of everybody who participated in cross country in the northern region, I was the worst runner, <laughs> honest to God. In my senior that's year, crazy. I was varsity yeah and then went
3: on, and, and then went on to run and at, ran at, in college in Virginia for 4 years absolutely yeah. and and you know the other part with our sport that's you know boy I'm I'm going to make myself sound old here <laughs> is that our sport is as you all know is not an overnight thing and so i think kids are looking for a quicker fix or a quicker answer now than maybe they used to be mm-hmm. and so In our sports, you're going to have to get them to buy in for a large chunk of time before they may see some of those results, just like you were talking about. And that's not an easy sell either. Is is that what, when you're talking about kids these days, is this something that
2: you've noticed has changed in teenagers over the years since you started coaching To now?
3: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I've noticed two main differences. One is they want more immediate gratification than they did 10, Mm -hmm. 15 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. And two uh, a larger percentage of the kids that are coming out for uh, cross country and track are literally getting off the couch from 15 years. They didn't run around and play tons of outside games wow. as little kids. They didn't jump in and out of trees. Their muscle structure and their bone structure and their ability to withstand training is far different than it was 15 hmm, years ago to the point where – uh, if I took our training that we did as a track team and a cross country team from 15 years ago and applied it to brand new kids, they would just get hurt. We're having mm-hmm. to basically do remedial training just to make their bodies start to accept training.
1: So of acc- acclimation. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah.
3: We're wow. doing so much like Bosu ball stuff and ankle strengthening stuff just so we can prevent the future sin- shin splints.
1: <laughs> so then what's your best advice for a budding high school cross country runner? Uh, I
3: would say the the best advice I could really give is to try to have some patience. Uh, try to enjoy the culture of the program because more often than not, uh, for these good teams, uh, they have a great culture, and you can get in with a group of people uh, that are good people. They're they're usually uh, very highly academic as well. They're good kids, uh, kids that you can in general trust your your parents to leave you with, and. Uh, you'll also have a nice friend base entering high school because cross-country starts prior to high school. And I think, I hate to say it, but that's probably one of your biggest selling points is not to say, hey, look at the ring. It's say, hey, look at the friend base you get to start high school with and look at these great group of people. And once you get into it, it becomes addictive.
2: My only friends are people that I've run 10 miles with. (laughs) Like
3: if you've never run 10 miles with me, you're not not my friend. friend.
0: That Well, a lot of listeners are like, wow, I I you say, this a, I'm a large play.
3: group or a small group. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: No, but I'm, I mean, I, I still text with my yeah. high school teammates. I still uh, text yep. and, and see all my college teammates. I mean, it, those are lifelong bonds.
3: Sure, and the bonds here in our sport might be stronger than other bonds because of that commitment to the training that you have to make, which might be more so than other sports. Yeah, all right. Well, I know Docs
0: has got a ton of questions West Springfield I do. related, but sure, I, sure. I want to fast forward to, again here to uh, this year's team, which was so inspiring. And I also want to point people to the article that uh, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Beth Hensley just did on, on Chris West Springfield's Chris Pellegrini was born holding a stopwatch. That's on Run Washington. We'll tweet out a link to that. So make sure that you give that a read. That was a really good article.
3: I was very appreciative that you guys did that. At, Absolutely. At, at it was really nice. Well, Thank I, you.
0: I, we, we appreciate you doing it with us. I think it was it was a it was an article that was very well received. We know the the the, the metrics were a lot of people read, so that that was awesome. Uh, he's also a uh, uh, he's on our Run Washington coaches panel, who selects the top sixty two kids in the in the area. So we appreciate all that you do for uh, Pacers and Run Washington. But let's take us to this uh, this year's team. Sure. Let's start with the girls who won the state title which is just incredibly inspiring uh such a tough competition out there and for you to tell me there was only 25 girls on the team that's crazy
3: with 13 seniors
0: with 13 seniors that is just crazy and how many
2: of those 25 girls were injured this year
3: um a a pretty good chunk uh that we had to kind of work around and manage the injuries and and um the, the interesting part is if you took a look like uh, from the outside looking in at our girls' performances during the course of the season, you would see that we were, they were performing well and winning races and, and competing at a high level uh, with a very interchangeable order. Um, but it just kind of looked like probably from the outside in that we might have been kind of rolling steadily through the season.
0: Right, like a straight linear line. A linear top, line, yeah. and,
3: and things were smooth. and yeah. it, it might have looked like it was all smooth sailing mm-hmm. from the outside, but from the inside um, and behind closed doors – we were doing a lot of work to, to keep this thing afloat. Uh, and, and not just, you know, from an injury standpoint, but also because we were so senior heavy, we were balancing all the college visits and everything that that requires as well. And, and, uh, so keeping this thing glued together from my perspective, personally, was a lot harder than I thought it would be.
0: And and you came into the race, I would say a prohibited favorite. So that's like, uh, a lot of pressure there too right it, it,
3: it was it was the first time uh I- again in the 18 years that i've been at west springfield that we were that kind of favorite mm-hmm. and it was a position that that i know uh like braddock's been in a couple in a couple of times and uh it's different and it's a different kind of uh anxiety knowing that you you're the expected favorite and you have to go out and perform and then the state meet itself was 40 degrees with 25 mile an hour winds on a muddy course and the uh uh that added an element, and one of the things I was talking to uh, one of my assistant coaches about is, I said, you know, in these kind of really weird uh, and and adverse conditions, sometimes the strange can happen. Right. And I personally kind of don't level
0: the playing field. I don't want sure. the strange to happen yeah. this year. Yeah. This is the exactly. one year I want. I want things to go straight to paper. Right. Right. And, uh, exactly. So, <laughs> Right. Well, it, uh, it ended up turning out great, and we'll talk about that. But tell us some, some more about the inju- injuries that sure. you had on the girls. The side. Uh,
3: the biggest injury that we had was um, uh, to last year's number one runner, uh, Sarah Coleman. Uh, she was our top runner last year, and she uh, was seventh in the state as a junior. And so, you know she would have been expected to go yeah, in and be a, out, be a single digit
0: top five. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Uh, and she had, uh, suffered a stress fracture during the spring track season, had recovered from that and was in route. Uh, her workouts were becoming very good again. And she was in route to kind of rejoining our lead pack. And she was doing that in workouts. And so, uh, we went up to, uh, upstate New York, uh, for a big race called the McQuaid invitational. And in the middle of the race, uh, she tore her arch, mm-hmm. uh, which I have been told, uh, is a, Pretty rare injury for a teenager. It's the first I've ever had, wow. and uh, that unfortunately sidelined her the rest of the season. And um, uh, that caused the girls to have to to rally um, around her and know that that hey, we might be missing a significant front runner, but we still need to try to do the job anyway. Uh, the other main injury we had is we had an overachieving senior named Helen Heaton who for her first three years of running, she was J V. Um, and we had a goal setting session at the start of the year at our running camp and she uh she said, you know, I've been J V and I've been carried as an alternate before, but my big goal in life is I would really like to run at the state meet this year. That's just the one thing I've always wanted was to be on the line with the team at the state meet. And uh she ran as our number four at our district meet and between districts and regionals, she rolled her ankle went to a radiologist and he told her it was broken that her foot was broken and so we got the news prior to regionals that she broken foot she's done uh she sat out regionals um went to see a specialist and that specialist said i don't know what caliber of radiologist you went to, but it's not broken. Um, you will be running in a week and I like your chances of running at States. Wow! And, uh, so that kind of miracle second opinion, uh, happened and she ended up running at States for us. So we, we had a number of things happen. Um, uh, we also sat our number two girl, uh, at the regional meet as well because she was dinged to try to play it safe. And, and who was that? Helping. That was a uh, Hope Stevens. Uh, and so, At the regional meet, you would say that we were missing, uh, in some ways, our one, our four, and our five. Uh, And the remaining girls, uh, we had to sit down before the race and and said, okay, just how tough and how deep are you? And at our regional race, we we put our remaining girls five in the top 15 anyway. And so it was an important moment for our program to see, hey, we can do it with whoever steps in the line. Right. That's amazing depth.
0: Yeah, that is incredible. I mean –
3: you you ended up you were you you were led by uh, Chase Kapler is that right Chase Kapler yes uh, she ended up having the best cross country race of her life at the state wow. meet uh, and she she and the rest of our team but she in particular ran the race plan flawlessly which was in those conditions our plan was to be very very relaxed for the first mile uh, and then make a a slight move in the second mile of the race and then hammer the last mile and to try to watch and see other teams who went out too hard in those conditions kind of come back. And uh, the first thing Chase said to me after the race, she, she said, boy, that went better than planned. Uh, I just was going by people in the last month. She went from 12th to second. second. And uh, she uh, she said people were just coming back like I wouldn't believe, but uh, it went everything that we had visualized during our chalk talk and then some.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well. she still missed one runner.
3: Uh, she did. And now I, I will say she probably shouldn't have finished second. She probably should have finished third, but, uh, the Annandale girl, um, Julia, uh, Giselli, um, uh, had unfortunately what happens to a lot of runners on that course, which is that straightaway can eat you up if, if you've kind of miscalibrated a little bit and, and, uh, We've seen a lot of fantastic and legendary runners kind of go down on that straightaway if they because the, they
2: start kicking too soon. Yeah.
3: They they either start kicking too soon or they went too hard somewhere earlier in that course and they hit E on
1: the gas tank prior okay. to the finish line. So explain yeah. this straightaway to me because I haven't seen this course. Is so, it long? Does it come up a bend? Like what are we looking at? Uh,
3: well, it's out. Great Meadow is an equestrian facility, and so it's uh, got an all grass, and the grass is not manicured mode um, easy to run on golf course type grass this is highly matted thick grass and so as they come down the hill with a thousand meters to go they turn the bend and enter uh what we call a J- shaped straightaway that's a little over 600 meters as you turn in and finish and the hard part is, is when you turn into the equestrian facility itself and you think that you can get onto that that grass horses track and you can see the finish line down there it's misleading you cannot start kicking with 600 to go or you just won't make it and um uh, that's, and again, you got a windy day, it's 40 degrees, it's muddy. Uh, all of those elements add up to needing to really plan your moves intelligently in order to get to the line.
0: Well, you put five in the top twenty-five, which is incredible. Uh, you won. You ended up winning fifty-four points. Uh, the second-place team was one hundred and four points. So, pretty dominating fashion. That's a dominating performance. That's amazing. Yes. And I want to say you. also Washington and Lee, our local Arlington team. They were third with one hundred twenty-one points here at the six A state cross-country meet. But how proud of you were you? Uh, how proud of you were, the, were you of those kids after dominating like that?
3: Um, I I was really proud. It was a uh, it was a, a pretty emotional day in yeah. general. Um, and, uh, after the race, when we got back up to the team area and I was talking to the girls and, and, uh, they were kind of sitting there in front of me and then the trophy sit next to them and, and just knowing, uh, how hard everybody had worked and, and, uh, to overcome all of those kind of injuries and other obstacles that we had to, to overcome, to get to this point. And then for the race to kind of go as we planned and, and, Uh, to come away with it like this, it was definitely a dream come true. And uh, we had a girl on the team who was sick at last year's state meet and she went back uh, she had 101 fever and she mm. went back 30 places in the last 600, 700 meters in a meet that we lost to Braddock by 17 points. And so uh, she had been stewing on that for a year. Mm. And so during our team breakdown at the end, I said, you know, uh, there are a couple of you sitting here that got to exercise some demons and and put all that to rest and it's over now. You've done it. And so that, that was a, a nice kind of make the story come full circle and, and round it out. for the, Yeah.
0: Nice moment. That's yeah. great. So tell me about the day. So is the girls' race first, the boys' race first? How does that go? Because these are two emotionally draining races for you back yes. to back. Right? Uh,
3: it, the girls' race was first, okay. and it was funny because the guys' team was kind of – during the, the week when we talked about the timings of the, the races, the guys' team uh, half-jokingly said, oh, no, the girls get to go out first, so they're going to win this thing right in front of us, and then we're going to be on the starting <laughs> line right afterward. And I went – that yeah. could be how this yeah, goes, yeah, yes. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. need to run your race and yeah. and not worry about that. And and uh, and that's a little bit of an interesting dynamic because the, our girls team and guys team are very close. In mm-hmm. fact, I mean, in some cases they're dating each other. <laughs> um, but. It, there's there's a little bit of a healthy uh, or we hope is a healthy competition between the two. Uh, and, and the guys would like nothing more than to kind of get out of that shadow a little bit and, and show themselves. And oh, maybe last year didn't help that, <laughs> but that's okay.
0: Right. Well, uh, so the girls run, they win, emotional time, uh, then the guys line it up. Yes. And they also have a chance to win and it's going to be a close race. Like, uh, you know, not, it's a different race because you knew going in this wasn't going to be a, a cakewalk, which the girls' race ended up being, right? You knew there was some really stiff competition for yes. the
3: guys. Um, Whereas for the girls, we talked only inwardly and said, you need to run your own race. Don't focus on anything yeah. else in the outside universe, and it's going to go your way. For the guys' race, we knew that there were really two other teams in our minds that, that had a great chance at winning besides us, and that was uh, Woodson and Oakton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so two we, neighbors. Look at that. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, we had won a, a very, very very close regional race over woodson the week before uh and w- in our chalk talk we said look this is probably going to be splitting hairs again this is mm-hmm. going to be very very close uh and a credit to woodson because uh, they turned the tables on us and they won the very close meet states uh, that we had won at regionals right so
0: well you you stacked the top i mean it's crazy i'm looking in the top 10 you had three runners come in um, talk about your emotions. You must've felt pretty good. And then, well, or, or, or did you never feel like it was, you know, going to be easy? I never,
3: I never felt it was uh, going to be easy and kind of watching the race and knowing how the breakdown was. We knew that we had a, a pretty potent top three to the point where we we were going to be winning the state meet through three scores. Sure. We, we knew that was going to happen because that had kind of been how we had done business prior to that. And during the course of the race, I could see our three guys getting up there and, and, and actually even running above what we had uh, we had asked for. Uh, what the honest truth, and you guys know this, uh, that, that cross country is won or lost in the trenches and that our major points were going to be somewhere in the middle of this mess. And uh, uh, on that specific day, I knew throughout the duration of the race that that this was going to be close but we were never in any sort of we we were never comfortably winning or losing it was going to be right there in the yeah. middle of the whole time and and uh and as is the case um you know our number 5 on that day uh happened to have pneumonia um and that's part of the deal uh because getting to this uh the start line healthy is probably one of the biggest components to uh to the whole process and and sometimes that's just luck of the draw so
0: so you guys uh, were second, 72 points to 78 points. Yes. It's just, I mean, for the, just crazy for the high school, the college runners. I mean, it just, it just, every place matters in these championship races. Very you much. know, if you can just outkick a couple people or beat that one person, you, you know, that swings the whole thing. It's just crazy.
3: And we had talked about that. We said that on that critical 600 meter straightaway, we said that, very likely that trophy is going to change hands on that straightaway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it very much might have. And, um, and uh, you know, again, credit goes to the Woodson guys because they were able to pack up and, and overcome what our top three had done. Because uh, our top three were able to get the team three, four and five cards. Uh, and they, uh, Woodson, in true cross-country fashion, overcame that.
0: Sam Pritchard led the way for you. He's an 11th grader, so you'll have him again. Um,
3: We return all three of those guys. Yeah, so
0: unlike the women's team or the girls' team, it looks like you've got a lot of people back on the boys' side.
3: Well, and that's where I kind of hope that history is going to repeat itself because last year we returned most of the girls from last year's cross-country team, and they left the state meet with a bitter taste in their mouths and came back the next year and and got revenge. And this year the guys kind of walked out of this one with a very similar uh, uh, feeling, and the hope is that we return those. Three guys, and that they can empower uh, some other guys in our team to step up and and round it out. Awesome. Well, uh, for
0: these guys, just real quick, I mean, next steps, do these guys go to Foot Locker? Is this a team that you can send to Nike team nationals? Like what's the plan for, th- yes, for them Yes, both now?
3: genders are going to go this weekend to, to the Nike Cross okay. Southeast Regional cool. um, that Saturday after Thanksgiving. And um, the girls, if we can kind of, again, keep this thing glued together, uh, we think are our top four teams somewhere in there. Top two obviously go to, to Portland. Um and the boys this year, uh, the Southeast region as a whole is extraordinarily competitive with Loudoun Valley as the top spot. And there are several other top 25 of the nation ranked teams. So I think we're probably a five, ish type team this year. But again, with those three front running juniors, the idea is to get into this field, Get the experience because it's a unique experience down mm-hmm. there uh, and and kind of get your battle scars and learn how to do this so that maybe we can come back next year and take a swing at getting the top two spot. So
0: uh, again, for the listeners, it, this is a really cool experience for these kids. As a team, they can go to this regional meet and then get a chance to go to Portland and experience this Nike Team Nationals, which is a world. I mean, they put on a world class event, which is really, really neat. So hopefully your kids get a chance to do that. Um, so you're coaching them all the way through. You've got, uh, there's no breaks right now for this top team, right?
3: Uh, no. And, 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 um, you know, I'm also the, uh, the head coach of the winter track program right. so and that has already, up, it's right. already started. So, um, I have, uh, 85 girls that have come out for the winter track team and 95 boys. We're at about 180 total. So, uh, if you had seen our practice on the track yesterday, you would have seen what looked like, um. I I politely I hope you would see Controlled chaos We're using all six lanes To the max Because we've got both We've got a distance track workout going We've got a sprint track workout going And in the middle of it all We've got the tune-up cross-country workout going So there are three different workouts Going on at the exact same time uh, To try to uh, give everybody what they need Right So yeah That's great
2: why don't you take the cross-country guys over to Irving? Uh,
3: I would like to, um, but Friday uh, – oh, and I apologize. I missed the most important part. Uh, this was also our last tryout to make the the uh, the track team. Right, right. So as the head coach, I need to be there because for those that, that do make the team, I need to tell them they made the mm-hmm. team. And for those that don't, I have to have that conversation right. as well because uh, uh, that's my job. Tryouts. So. I love it. Love that they got
0: tryouts. That's good, man.
2: Well, talking about like the athletes have changed – uh, as far as coaching them, what about the internet? How has that changed either the mm-hmm. coaching
3: game or the
2: running game for uh, high school cross country? Uh,
3: the honest truth is is that I think it's it's probably seventy five percent bad and twenty five percent good. Really, the, the um, internet causes like a, a big 75% problem for you. Negativity. Yes. 75% the the negativity. reason why wow. is is that I I think that to be a good coach. Is it nice to have good X's and O's? Yes. Um, Do I think that my X's and O's have improved over the the course of time? I look back at some of the stuff I had people doing (laughs) 10, 12, 13 years ago when I was 21, 22, 23, and I go, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Um, But I think far more important than X's and O's is building a relationship and the kids have to buy what you're selling. And now, with so much information out there, there is always – something else for them to look at. And I cannot tell you how many times someone's come up and says, well, why aren't we running this kind of mileage and why aren't we doing this? And Mm -hmm. why aren't we doing that? And I'll say, well, just trust what I'm having you do. Um, it's going to work out. Okay. And, and from our program, and this is one of the big things I learned from coach Calbaugh is, That we are not a high mileage program we are a lower mileage program by the scheme of what's happening these days in the northern region for the most part um our our girls are running 35 to 40 miles Mm -hmm. a week uh at most we have some running less than that uh and our guys Mm -hmm. are running in the probably low to mid 40s maybe they sometimes fringe towards the upper 40s uh but i know that that's distinctly less than a lot of programs in the area and uh it's just my belief that that you can get what you want out of them without overdoing it in high school. And it leaves them a place to grow in college. Um, and I may or may not be, I, I think, you know, another 10 or 15 years from now would will prove whether I'm right or wrong on that. But, um, uh, I think that with all of the information out there that it, it, it opens the door for more and more questioning and it makes it harder for kids to just wholesale buy what right. you're selling. Uh, the, I will say to counterbalance it on the good side though is, is that, you know, like anybody else, I'm a, I'm a stat nut. I like to pour over things and find answers and find patterns and things that I think can help our, give our team the best race plan that we can have. And that's made more possible by knowing as much as I can possibly know about the competition. And, uh, I think that's a tremendous thing for me. And for some of my athletes, that's an advantage too, because some of these guys are are all about it and ladies are all about it as well. And, uh, when you, if used properly the more you know can be good but it can also be bad uh, if you slot yourself and say well I can't beat that person because look at what look at what their mile split profile says and you know so you have to turn that part off but you have to use the information to your advantage when you can
1: I love the fact that you're a low-mileage program being this successful because I think that that goes back into how do you get athletes to hop on the team. You're not going to get 14-year-olds who are going to run right. 50 miles a week. That's not going to work, and their parents probably aren't okay with that either. Yeah, Probably not,
3: and and now again, it's it's sort of a, a dirty secret, uh, but if you look at the 20 teams that are usually out there at Nike Cross Nationals um, and the teams that are making repeat after repeat after repeat trip, uh, you're talking a very large percentage of them are programs that are not low mileage. They are super high mileage factories, uh, and so they they are getting that extra little bit out of their kids at the high school level. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what it's it's what impact it's having them after high school.
1: I just think it's smart coaching for you because you're looking at that big picture. And yeah. and if I were a parent in this program, I'd be totally. Buying into this and, and thinking that well, thank you water yeah, spectrum you're making of, runners for yeah, life. Yeah, really.
3: exactly. I mean, well, that's a big deal. I really nothing makes me happier. I mean, two things make me really happy is that when they finish our program, that they enjoyed their experience. Yeah. Uh, if they can go off to college that they, they have a chance to do well in college um and if they don't go off to college when they send me that text or i see you know um on facebook or instagram or wherever that hey they just ran a half marathon or a 10 mile or they just ran a marathon and they really still love running right. then that's cool that to me is the win instead of having somebody walk out of my program and going man am i done with so this burnt. So. Yeah, right that's
0: no, great All right. Well, Docs, I know you've got listeners texting Uh you millions of questions. I I don't know know how you filter them all down. I know. Are people heckling me? (laughs) No. (laughs) no.
3: Okay.
2: (laughs) No. Well, I have another one that came in. You'll never guess uh, who asked this one. And you already answered a question kind of like it, but it wasn't worded like this. But uh, how do you, do you have any tips for young runners who want to get from point A to point banks? Oh no! <laughs> no um, you know what's funny is I uh, I've been emailing
3: him back and forth quite a bit as well. Um, uh, Chris Banks is uh, uh, one of the, so the inside, greatest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's one of the greatest alumni to come out of West Springfield, yeah. and actually, I, I will throw this out there. Here's the big credit to Chris Banks. Uh-huh. I believe he is the winningest athlete of all sports in the history of West Springfield okay, High School. There you go. All because right, he like won that. five team state championships. Yeah, wow. he has the most rings. five. He is the most. Wow. So he is a five-time Super Bowl winner, if you want to put it in that terms. <laughs> and given that you only have four years in high school, that's I can't good. find anybody else in, in the history of the school that would have had that many. Um, now uh, – We like
0: pandering those are, to our listeners. That's a, good, are, that's a good
2: answer. Those <laughs> are team titles. He also has some individual, individual state title. titles too. So
3: uh, he, he was a, a Foot Locker finalist and, and uh, has a lot of uh, accomplishments. Yeah, tourism, okay, okay, okay. But okay. we will not go too far that. But if, you, if you're – if you're looking for uh, uh, just a side thing is we have three pretty talented juniors on our team and so I've been pulling from banks because their careers are in a lot of ways mirroring his thus far and and uh our kids tend to love that sort of stuff so I say hey and I, I put charts up of some of our That's our great cool. alumni runners and say this is where they were and this is where they came from and uh it, it varies not everybody was a 4:35 freshman miler some right. guys came from somewhere much more humble and uh right? and and even slower right. and uh and so I kind of like for our team to take pride in and chase history in that Respect. That's very cool. All right, I can't wait to go to
2: West Springfield and see what the docs chart looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last question, sure. and and this is uh, very interesting for a, a stat guy like you. Um, it seems like the times at Burke Lake, which is which is basically where the regional meet and the district meet, but there's a lot of cross country races there, mm-hmm. so it's kind of the the measure of. Uh, from year to year, and and from school to school, Mm -hmm. everybody has their Birk Lake time. Those times seem to be pretty consistent uh, from when Farley and I ran to to where people are running now. But across the country, other courses are getting faster. Uh, Is that because the 1990s um, cross-country runners were the absolute best ever? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like that that potential (laughs) answer.
0: You know,
3: it's funny because if you look at, the state of the country and you look at the depth of cross-country and track performances across the country now and you compare it to the nineties you probably wouldn't say the nineties was a very deep time uh, as far as guys breaking nine minutes and track and all the other stuff like that, um, as far as Burke Lake goes, I can tell you that that even with the alterations to the course by necessity over the years with the the, the they're running
2: less mileage now, Farley. Yeah, that's the,
3: what it the is, course right. is shorter. Right, right, well, yeah. uh, I was I and was tracks say, are also in Northern Virginia.
2: Tracks are three hundred and fifty meters yeah, now. More, um, that's probably meters, no. Now
3: the yeah. uh, uh, but I will say is that the the two point nine eight and the intense scrutiny of Berk Lake, especially with Pearl Watts and other guys that have been right. around for a million years there, uh, there has been a concerted effort to make it as to the inch exact as it always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I've, I've kind of been... Uh, and, and talks with a number of the coaches who have been around like Megan and Coach Kiernan and those those who help work to m- ensure that that is the case because we want history to be able to stack up as accurately as possible.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's kind of like baseball. You know, you got to have mm-hmm. – the, these are storied, historic
3: <laughs> No, <numbers laughs> don't get me into the- baseball. <laughs> I have a lot of reasons why I think there are more home runs, and not all of it I think is fair. So uh,
0: These West Springfield guys, they know their baseball, or at least yeah. their baseball stats because don't get doc, doc started either. Mm-hmm. World right. Series titles. Well, Chris, um, this has been fantastic. Um, I, I This is all the time for you, though. I mean, right? Are you able to run it all through it? Uh, I mean, there, you're 53 seasons in a row. You get to run on your own some.
3: Uh, it, it's funny because um, now that I'm in my mid-30s, I noticed that when I didn't run for periods of time that I started to put on a little bit of weight. Yeah. Uh, uh, that didn't happen in my 20s. Right. I thought that was weird. <laughs> and, um So uh, I made a commitment uh, that I was going to... Because I live in Woodbridge and I commute to West Springfield High School. And uh, the honest truth is if I leave my house at 6.50 and school starts at Mm 8.10, I arrive at about 8.05. Right. If I leave my house at 5.50, I get to the school at 6.25. Now I'm there very, very early. uh, And so I... Uh, usually three to four times a week we'll get up and run before school and then just shower at the school and start the school day that way. And I've been That's doing great. a pretty good job of that since the start of school this August. And I can slowly, but surely feel, I feel like I'm running again. That's great. I man. am now I might, by no means was an accomplished runner ever. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, I've had a number of girls who've run faster than I have. <laughs> um, but, uh, I can tell you that that going out on a, the four mile run prior to school now, uh, it feels like running instead of just this choppy <laughs> slogging through Walk, death. Jog. Right. Uh, so now I mean four miles. I can. I mean I, I humbly I can I can run four miles in about twenty eight minutes. There you go. Uh, and and it feels like hey normal stride. Okay. Right. So that's yeah.
0: great. That's crazy though that if you leave at five fifty it's about thirty five minutes versus six fifty. It's like an hour.
3: Oh, I risk not making it in time. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. so wow. uh, instead of losing an hour of my life on the road, and this is right. just a lost hour, I right. decided just just get, get up. up. Um, there you, go. you know, I, I have a great dane that sleeps in the bed next to me, and I just have to push <laughs> the great dane out of the way and just get out of bed and do it. So
0: awesome, man! Well, I, dude, I appreciate you making the trek into this the the studio here today. Uh, congratulations! What a great season! Uh, look forward to following uh, how your teams do. At, at uh, the Nike meet, indoors, outdoors, you got a great uh, got a great thing going there, and uh, it was great to have you tell your story here on Pace the Nation. Well, thank
3: you so much for having me, and and uh, uh, I would love to come back anytime. Yeah,
0: absolutely, man. we'll we'll, we'll get that done. We'll, we'll we'll do this next time when you're coming in for a, a Run Washington meeting. We'll figure out sometime next fall. Maybe to pre- preview uh, cross country season. Let's do that. For Absolutely. Sure. All right, there he goes. Thanks again. There there he goes. That's Chris Pellegrini of West Springfield. He's the coach of the girls' state championship team and the boys' runners up. He joined us here on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. <music> All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Coach Chris Pellegrini for joining us today on the program. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Coach Pelle. Is that right? P-E-L-L-E? Is that right, uh, Tess?
2: Are LA you ask, Pelle? I don't know asking for the pronunciation? That. It doesn't matter. Know. You're spelling it. It's on yeah, the internet.
0: That's, that's true. Yeah, so find uh, c- Coach and, and, and Tess and uh, Steve will make sure we tag uh, Coach uh, on on that Instagram post that come out. Yeah, we're finally
1: Instagram on Instagram. Yes,
0: we are on Instagram, which I'm, I wanted to, wanted you to t- talk about. So we are on Instagram, gaining some traction, right? We'll get there. Yeah. All right. So you can find us on Instagram at Pace Nation. But a lot
2: of people didn't know we were on Instagram. Okay. Now they do. The followers are going to be probably in the millions. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: If I've done nothing for the show, I've at least brought us <laughs> to <know>. 2012. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, 2012, Uh, Docs. As we went through that interview, Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was like kind of nervous because your 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 phone kept buzzing and I kept seeing question after question stream in on your phone. Did you get to all your questions?
2: No, we didn't get to them. I didn't get to ask him how bad are Robinson and Lake Braddock, which (laughs) unfortunately we didn't get to that. And I had I had a million others. Um, We. Did plan on doing this interview tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I told my, my high school teammates, hey, we're going to be interviewing the coach, and then we called an audible yep. and and did it today. Saturday, so I, right. So I texted them, and I was like, hey, actually, the the interview is, is today, and they're like, when? And I was like, Farley's picking me up right now. I'm going to the <laughs> studio, so... Right. Uh, they, they did get some questions in. I, I tried to get a uh, touch on as many as I could. Um, but, the, the, you know, we, we need Chris for about two hours. Right. So. It, he could have. He was very good. Mm.
0: Very good. Uh, he broke it down. And I think uh, both big time track nerd fans and un- people who aren't track nerd fans would enjoy that interview. So well done by Chris.
2: I, I really do think that it's amazing uh, that girls team, how much adversity they've yeah. overcome no and, and and not and not not to like squeak out a win, they dominated. Yes, fifty four to one hundred four is a dominant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So incredible. so hats off to them. Congratulations for winning the state championship. Uh, congratulations to the guys, second place. Um, it'll be really fun to see how they progress over the year and, and, and see what they can do next year. You know. Yeah. Well, I know that they made their alum uh, very, very proud. Very, very proud. Very, very proud. Very
0: cool. All right, uh, Tess. You brought up this story before in our before in our pre show meeting. Uh, very interesting story. Canisius College sophomore Emily Shrek.
1: Yeah, it's um, been
0: making news.
1: College or college cross country does not make a lot of national headlines just in general. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that this story is is it is kind of a shame if you think about all the great stuff that's happening out there in, in this community. And this is the one that make the headlines. But I think it's also a nice testament mm-hmm. to to the power of the cross-country community tight-knit family Emily Sheck if that's how we pronounce yeah. her last name um, is a sophomore at Canisius College which I believe is in New York and her family disowned her this summer after she came out or mm-hmm. she was outed um, and so this the story was originally picked up I think by Outsports and So her family disown her. She continues to try and run for the team. She's got a work-study job. She's working outside of school, trying to go to school at the same time. She's busting her tail to try and make it work. And and she's not really able to support herself despite all of her best efforts. And so her friends and her community set up a GoFundMe page, which the NCAA finds out about. And they put her in this position where she can either accept the money and and be supported. Uh Uh-huh. Or she can run because they see it as a violation. And so they initially essentially rescinded her eligibility. She decided Because
0: she was receiving money. Exactly. Although her parents were and and again I want to touch on again, her mother sent her a text. This is just crazy. Well I'm and this is quote, Well, I'm done with you. As of right now, declare yourself independent. You are on your own. Please don't contact us or your siblings. So that's the sort of message that was from her parents. She's completely abandoned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: and so strangers and community members are helping her. And so the Mm -hmm. NCAA puts her in this terrible position
0: where Either run with no with no support with no, or accept the money and can't run. Can yeah. I can I uh, oh. uh,
2: make a very unpopular take here? Mm-hmm. Uh, the NCAA is so stupid. <laughs> it is such a stupid organization. I don't know if that's unpopular, but yeah. oh well. It, but it 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 really is. I mean, they they have all of these rules in place that have an intention, and the intention is that uh, you that. Schools are not paying athletes uh, to come play for them so that the school makes money. Mm-hmm. And th- this is, if you if you think about the spirit of the rule, this is absolutely not a violation of the spirit of the rule. Right. And the, the NCAA is just so stupid.
1: And in this factor, they didn't act in a timely manner either, where she asked for additional scholarships, additional help from the mm-hmm. college. Nothing happened for weeks, for months. And, and she's just trying to get by. And eventually, once this story blows up, the NCAA renegs on their initial ban. She's allowed huh. to keep the money wow. and continue to run and, and keep her eligibility. But that's that's, that's great. what they should have done in I know, the first a, place. Well, that's a
0: great uh, end of the the, the 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 end of the story is it does at least turn out positive. Uh, but yeah, that is. Um, and how, how many? Crazy. How much?
2: How much should uh, this uh, girl be kicked? Like everybody's kicking her. I know at the same time. Yeah, come on. It's tough
0: um well glad that it had a happy ending and hopefully um you know she can reconcile with her parents and her parents kind of come to their senses um but that's that's
2: just a crazy story to happen here in 2018 you say you're glad that it has a happy ending i think that it's like still a very tough ending yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's to me it's not a happy ending it's it's like uh, salvaging the best of the situation. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. It's easy for me to say it's a
0: happy ending. Good point.
1: Yeah. It's a nice Testament, I think, to the strength of that cross country community. And then, you know, hopefully her family gets to a point where they can reconcile. No question.
0: I'd say the happy ending. Good point docs is the fact that the, the running community came together and supported her is, is the happy part of it. But, uh, that's a crazy story. I'm glad you brought that to our audience's attention. Well, switching gears guys. Um, Big news here recently in the Arlington, DC area is that Amazon has decided to come to town, and they are going to go to Crystal City. Mm-hmm. Crystal they,
2: City has won the Amazon lottery. But they, but Crystal City is as part of the deal. I guess they're being renamed, right? Is it? Is that true? Yeah. I, well, they. Like, Amazon announced it said they're coming to National Landing. National Landing, right. Yeah, but it's Crystal City, guys. It's You know, it's, it's, it's like one of those annoying things when, uh, you know, somebody shows up and they, they want to be like the talk of the town, but they don't even know the local lingo. Well, Amazon
0: uh, did decide to go to Crystal City, and they're as, as big as they are. They can kind of dictate the lingo. I think that nope. they can decide. No, mm-hmm. not going to accept it. Um, they've decided to go to New York for half of HQ2 and then the other half to Crystal City, which Mm -hmm. I'm excited about. Yeah, Um, it is exciting, but but
2: just to go back to that, Farley, Mm -hmm. uh, when you showed up at at the University of Virginia (laughs) uh, as as a a young, uh, wide-eyed 18-year-old, and the first time you said, let's go check out this campus, Mm -hmm. did people correct you? Uh, yeah, they said uh, grounds. It's called the grounds. It is called the grounds. And yeah. even if that is a ridiculous thing, you adapt it to that because that's the local lingo And I didn't call
0: myself a freshman. I called myself a first mm-hmm. year, second year. Yeah, that's so a good Am- point.
2: All Amazon right. is a first year at UVA, walking around talking I like about their freshman year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big man on campus. Right. I like what sit down, in Amazon terms.
0: Um, well, I'm excited about uh, Amazon. Were you guys excited? Yes. No.
2: Excited? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because Tess, no. Okay. Because uh, I'm a homeowner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Tess? I am not a homeowner. <laughs> and <laughs> you <laughs> never
2: will be. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, After this news.
0: Uh, um, well, when they first came in, one of the things I was worried about was the Crystal City 5K Fridays, mm-hmm. right? And exactly. the Crystal City Twilighter. Now, we have a great relationship currently with Crystal City. Maybe now we got to call it the National Landing 5 No, we don't have to call it that. Right. All right. Docs just went over that's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Farley, it's like when you were an 18 18- Oh, we already yeah, did we, this. we did that. Mm-hmm. Um so I was concerned because great relationship with Crystal City. Uh you know they have us there in and. and April, and then also in July, and it helps generate traffic, generate some interest around there, where a lot of times that Friday night or that Saturday night where we have these races, there isn't a lot going on there, right? So it makes sense for us to uh, generate some traffic downtown there, uh, maybe infuse some business down there. Now that they're the popular kid Mm -hmm. in town- Oh, you're afraid of getting
2: dumped. Yes, yes Mm. well let's not put that message out there well
0: it (laughs) sounds like i've talked to uh some folks it sounds like we
2: are secure but i Mm -hmm. was afraid of
0: getting dumped yes
2: but what you want to say is like you want to be like but you want to say that you were with them before they sat at the popular lunch table
0: that's that is true that is true they do remember it and i feel secure in our relationship i Mm -hmm. feel secure in our table seat at the table so Mm -hmm. uh rest assured Crystal City 5K Fridays, we'll still call them that on this show no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, the Crystal City Twilighter, they will be uh, events moving forward. So that was my cool. first concern, but I am excited about it. I think uh, more people, more action, um, more uh, more commerce here
2: in, in Arlington is always a good thing. But like, can we talk about what they did, though? Yeah, they, they basically made like a reality TV show out of their. Where are we gonna land? It's genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think they probably knew the
0: entire time, but just yeah, they just to drag they just dragged, dragged out. that out to, they to leverage a bunch of other communities yeah, to leverage their position so they could get the most out of each each spot. And mm. some of these
1: incentives are crazy. Like, does yeah. Jeff Bezos need incentives to park his company anywhere? <laughs> he can move anywhere, and it yeah. would be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is true. Um, I'm still happy about it, but yeah. Don't, don't, don't change my mind, <laughs> test. Don't, do not try to do this. I'm, I,
1: not, I'm just not stoked that Arlington County is, is putting out this contract. And, yeah. and now that some of the details are coming out that Amazon can essentially leave at any time, right. and, and Arlington's kind of hooked in on this program, it, I don't think it's a good contract for How is county. it going to
2: change the scooter situation? More well, scooters, I think less more scooters. Scooters. More scooters.
1: More scooters. That's yep. it. I can't soured. do it. That's yep. the last straw. I'm
2: soured on
0: it now. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I wanted to talk about some of our uh, tweets that we needed to touch on. Uh, one mm-hmm. about bird scooters. Mm.
2: It's our weekly bird scooter segment.
1: Does we, it need its own intro?
2: Yeah, we need some theme music for our for the bird scooter segment and some money from bird scooters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should we start calling them Lime Scooters just to, to even the playing field?
2: Just to see if Brian Knight gets Lime yeah. Scooter ads?
1: All right, all
3: right.
2: All right, so
0: we've talked, obviously, many times about bird scooters on this uh, mm-hmm. program. Uh, listener Brian Knight sent us a tweet that showed a graph of the rise of the bird scooter to make sure that, that mm-hmm. everybody knew how legit this thing is. And they're not going anywhere. So, yes, I would say there's more scooters out there.
2: And if there's any way to, to, to reach Chris Farley is with a graph. <laughs> right. So bird scooter
0: is... Look, they put out their market valuations of electronic scooters. I don't know if Bird Scooter did it or, or, or you know, an uh, uh, independent company looks like they did it. The independent valuation of Bird Scooter is two billion dollars with a B. Oh Lime God. Scooter is one point one billion. Huh. Skip Scooters never heard of them. Seventy-five million dollars. Scoot Scooters. Seven, 71 million and spin scooters. Again, all companies I haven't heard of. I've heard of the top two. Therefore They're I feel like
2: million I feel like with those numbers, maybe we can't hit two billion, but we could start our own scooter company and <laughs> still true. hit the seventy five million mark. I, that is that is true.
1: I definitely think we could also call it something better than Scoot Scooters. Which who decided <laughs> on that one? Uh, scoot.
0: Scoot did I got? yeah. I know mm-hmm. that's not a great name. Um all right, so we just talked about Amazon uh, Mark Naylor. Uh, said that uh, Amazon not only re- renamed Crystal City as National Landing but also they consider Ballston be de- to be downtown Arlington. Um, yeah, those are fighting words. I
2: I totally disagree. Wait, so Amazon said that that Ballston is downtown Correct. Arlington? Yeah. I mean Ballston is blowing up. They, yeah. There's like every time I, I, I I'm on Glebe Road there's uh that's a, like all the, everybody from Glebe Road is like that's where I live. Uh, cuz I said it. Um, but every time I'm on Glebe Road, there's like a new high rise down there. Yep. Um. So they're not going to convince
0: me. It's Boston may be nice, but mm-hmm. Clarendon Center of the universe, uh, center of Arlington, at least for sure.
2: Well, it is right between Roslyn and Boston. That's true. Looks like sounds like the
0: center to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Knight also tweeted in. He said that you know now that Run Pacer is a celebrity dancer. The sequel to Breaking Three should be a mashup of running and dancing called Breaking Three to the Electric Boogaloo. Um, You're going to have to explain that to me and also explain what Michael P. Miller responded and said. Frequent tweeter, Michael P. Miller and Mm -hmm. former guest. He said, you always have my respect for a well-placed Electric Boogaloo tagline, though William William E. Docs may have to explain it to me.
2: Well, that was a, a, a movie oh okay so that's I, why i did that's why you don't know it yeah okay. got it okay it's a dance movie okay got it okay it's right. a breakdance movie all right well it's a very terrible breakdancing movie oh, okay. from the 1980s even if it was a good breakdancing movie i probably wouldn't have seen it but. um remember the breakdancing phase yes did you buy parachute pants i did have a pair of parachute <laughs> <pants>. <laughs> <laughs> then it I was all lie. worth it i can't lie
0: all right. Um, a couple people tweeted in about this. Um, there was a a story about a public proposal at the New York City Marathon. Uh, a lot of there was a lot of like feelings one way or the other about it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I feel strongly about this. Okay. All right. All right. Good. I want to get your opinion. Um, people tweeted in and felt like this was going to be featured prominently on our show, and I do want to touch on it. Uh, they also thought it might make my social media uh social media class uh so and 2 weeks ago New York City marathon a uh, woman is running her first marathon her boyfriend stops her on course and proposes to her and she stops and says yes and runs on to the finish and looked like a really cool moment um and I want uh, before we get to test opinion my opinion is that's eh, fine i don't i don't mind the public proposals or public um that that sort of display and you proposed on a run
1: yeah
0: I did yes Uh, but my problem is again sort of like these these uh, high school runners who are trying to go viral I feel like it's a little bit contrived to try to go viral and that's my problem with it. If it's j- if it's in the moment and it's cool, but if you've got like a camera crew set up there and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you're trying to go viral. Wait that's a minute, a wait a minute,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You filmed your proposal. I did, but I didn't make it public. I
0: saw it. All right, that's true. All right. So Tess, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get this off of me because I don't want to go down that road. But yeah, Tess, your feeling on the I don't
1: like proposal. two things. I don't like public proposals, mm-hmm. blanket statement, and then two, let her finish Oh my God, let her finish. And I realize, okay, the finish line itself, probably not a prime location either. It's swamped. You can't really get in True. there. But pick another time. Maybe dinner that evening. Also a great option.
2: Okay, good. No public proposals. Uh, Docs. Well, I mean, I don't think that I should necessarily have an opinion on what they did. If if she's happy with it and he's happy with it, that's, yeah. their, that's their thing. Uh, I would never do that. Um, and I wouldn't want to be proposed to during the middle of a race.
1: I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, if they're all happy, great. But I know I would be pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to be at my best when I get engaged. You know, mm-hmm. not and I'm not movie. at my best. You've seen me at the <laughs> New <am>. York City <laughs> Marathon. Yeah. I'm not at my best.
0: It uh, was. It was. A, was a, it was an impressive effort.
2: Uh, now, now here's a here's another thought. Uh, was he just so tired, and he just wanted an excuse to stop for however amount of time that. Went down to that knee was more of a oh my god I got to rest. She no, was running. It was it was she who was running. I like your theory there though. They didn't run the race together. No. Nope. no. Okay. I don't like it. Yeah.
0: No. I like your theory though that uh, mm-hmm. she was so tired or he was so tired that he had to stop. Mm-hmm. No, it was he was uh, spectating and stopped her along the along the course.
2: And I kind of feel like he doesn't get running. No, but that could be it. He yeah. might. That,
0: that's a good question. Is he a runner or not? I don't know. It was her first marathon. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I I if it was fine as as long as it didn't, if they didn't want it to be this viral thing, I'm fine with it. That's what my, if that's my
2: final stance for my class? What if uh, she when 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 he proposed and they're like at what mile twenty mile nineteen or something mm. like that? She's like, I never have to run again, <laughs> and just stop and they just stop quit there. the race. Yeah, that I would have liked. Yeah.
0: All right, and finally, uh, our buddies at Run Nebraska tweeted in. And said, don't sweat not having seen Casablanca, run Pacer. We haven't seen it either. My guys. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that when we're on uh – your pace the nation podcast.
2: Every one of their tweets to pace the nation now ha- it finishes with that phrase. I love it. I yeah. love that
0: they want. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get them on. We'll get you guys on soon. We're just, you know, we're trying to we're we we're, we're
2: we're trying to uh, work our way out to Nebraska. No,
0: we're, we're just we're just you know we're playing the game. We're making them wait. Oh, you, you, you like the cat get. and mouse? Yeah. yeah, playing hard. Yeah. To get. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we just had the veterans day 10 K, which was an amazing event. Great event down there in DC. We've got another DC race coming up the jingle all the way five K and 15 K December 9th. That's also in Washington, DC. Uh, so sign up for that today. It's one of my favorite races. Get a costume, be festive, show up in the holiday spirit, and run the jingle all the way, 5K, 15K. That's December 9th in Washington, D.C., so you can register now at runpacers.com. Uh, you can also still register for the turkey trot, the Fairfax turkey trot. Uh, that's probably tomorrow as you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, you can get out there and run that turkey trot on uh, on Thanksgiving, also in Fa- that's in Fairfax, also in Fairfax, the Fairfax four-miler. So a lot of great races coming up. So get to runpacers.com backslash races to sign up today.
2: Farley, when are we going to talk about your Dancing with the Stars victory? F- funny you bring that up. I saved that for last. That's yeah, uh, so what I want to touch on now. I think there's a lot of people that have like suffered through this entire show just to get <laughs> to the dance. Yes. Uh, well, we had Ashley Lambden on the program a couple
0: weeks ago promoting – the Dancing, Dancing with the Star Gala, mm-hmm. which happened last week. And I want to thank everybody who donated. Uh, special shout out to uh, listener D- Darcy Dodd who donated. There was a few other listeners who donated anonymously as well. Mm-hmm. Very much appreciate everybody's support. Uh, because I ended up winning the corporate challenge. Uh, because with, of the donations. W- because of the donations, yes. Mm-hmm. The the dance was... was um, left a little to be desired I would I would say. What um, were your scores? So so I did the dance and I was actually thrilled because I hit all the moves, right? I hit mm-hmm. all the steps. I had one or two little mess-ups, but it was not a disaster. On the on the level of what I was practicing, this was actually very good. So we had three judges like we talked about, Monty Durham, Chelsea Hightower, and Sean Spicer. I finished the dance, I got through it. I was very proud of myself. I was probably the second or third one to go, um, and they were not impressed. Uh, my first comment was from Spicer. I had this thing where I had this flower and I was wearing sneakers. Um, he's like, You come out there, you got a flower, it looks fun. Look, you've got sneakers. Uh, that wasn't fun. That was not very
2: good at all, actually.
0: I was like, Wow, okay.
2: He was busting on you for wearing sneakers. Did you did you tell him? But I'm the shoe guy. I, I did tell him later, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so he
0: wasn't uh, really impressed. Uh, then Chelsea Hightower's first thing she said was, "Well, at least this is for charity." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty good line. And and you know I I felt like they were.
1: Trying to you.
0: entertain, yeah, and the ro- it was, it's a roast. You know, and it was fine. I had no problem with it. I, mm-hmm. I felt a little bit bad for uh, L- Lada, who who worked so hard with me. I mean, she made you know chicken salad out of whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So th- the fact that she was able to get me to that point, I th- I felt like she did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And then Monty Durham was uh, he, he was underwhelmed. So mm-hmm. I. I, I, he he said, "Is there anything lower than a seven we can give them? Because you can only give them, give give each person a seven. So across the board, they totally roasted me, which I thought mm-hmm. was really funny." Wait, mm-hmm. hang on.
1: That you can't you can't score below a seven.
0: No. So that's in this format, they wouldn't allow uh, anything below a seven. So I got a seven and a half and two sevens.
1: Oh wait, they allow for half points, but they, they do. don't allow but for anything below. below a seven
0: because you know it's they don't want people to get totally killed so mm-hmm. they they make the floor a seven you can get
2: a 10 but you, you can't get below a seven how did the other people dance
0: oh, way better than me
2: yeah way better what kind than of, me. what kind of other scores were being thrown around? uh
0: tens nines a lot of eights nines and there were some tens wow. as well so you should have done more homework i, I was i i practiced 20 times mm-hmm. i i literally went 20 this was like 20 hours of, of dancing i know work. but you should have done like <laughs> <know>. 1500 hours <laughs> i probably needed to but you know the 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 point. Uh, the bottom line was I had a great time. They roasted me a little bit, but I felt like you know they were poking fun at me, um, and which was fine. They could. I actually enjoyed interacting with the judges afterwards. They were all super cool, and like you know, one of them said to me like, "Listen, we're just we're just trying to entertain. We're giving you yeah. a hard time." I mean, yeah. and I was like, I totally get it. I thought it was really funny, and we shared a laugh and. Uh, I got some great pictures with all the judges and all the participants, and but the, the, the greatest part about it was the money we raised for the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Mm-hmm. We raised over sixty three thousand dollars. Amazing, unbelievable! Um, it just was so humbling to be a part of. Um, big props to Jen Myers and Neil Lawson, who've been on this program before. Uh, they just do such an amazing job in you know promotion of their nonprofit uh, that helps women of Arlington County who don't have insurance and have trouble with childbirth and infancy. So, uh, just an, an, amazing charity. Um, those two were just incredible who they were the ones who were championing me the most and, and, and really hustling for donation. So I won the amount of donation. I was the highest, uh, out of all eight dancers. I raised the most money, mm-hmm. which I was just totally humbled and, and blown away by. It was a great event. Um, The Copley, the group was C.J. Copley was awesome. Who hosted the event? Uh, The the venue was amazing. Very very cool. Um, It's something we'll be a part of, and uh, you know, for 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 definitely for years to come. And I just want to thank everybody who uh, who helped uh, you know contribute to
2: to the experience being so great. But I think that. If you were only going to get sevens anyway, you should have taken your shirt off. <laughs> I know I should have. <laughs> I actually think that I think that part would have We watched some of the dances later mm. and
0: mm-hmm. I think that it was what they didn't need technical dance moves, which exactly. I was trying to do. Yeah, they just needed they just needed showmanship. Exactly. So taking my shirt off and mm-hmm. you know even though it doesn't that would have scored me some points. Exactly. So uh, I yeah. should have been your dance instructor, <laughs> <know>. your dance <laughs> coach, your choreographer. Yeah. So uh, awesome event. Uh, I also went uh, to the uh, 5K this morning, which was a huge success. The Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation 5K. Uh, that was over at Knights of Columbus. It was it was an amazing event and raised a lot more money. So it's been a week of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Um, I know Neil's a listener, and, man, that guy, he is unbelievable. Jen as well. Those those guys just do an amazing job. And the race was, was awesome through Arlington County. So just a great, inspiring week for uh, Jennifer Bush Lawson and that foundation. I did want to say one thing, though, Docs. Um, so I'm at the gala, and – yeah, great event, and one of the dancers, who's a professional dancer, his name's Javier. Mm-hmm. Um, he danced probably with two or three of the celebrities, uh, so you know he did a few dances. Uh, he came up to me and said, "I really enjoyed your podcast with Ashley." I said, "Oh, cool. You know, I'm sure you listened to the 30 minutes she was on." He's like, "No, I actually enjoyed the three of you guys," uh-huh. and he really, he's like, "Docs is is really kind of." I'm not sure if he used the words, you know, smart alecky, but that mm-hmm. was sort of what he he yeah. thought he really enjoyed the dynamic. Plus well, three.
2: If he said I was a smart aleck, you know he listened. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. and
0: and I was I was really impressed. he did definitely listen. So I was just I was blown away that you know someone who is totally outside of running. Mm-hmm. Um, he 's in the in the dance world um, I think he he owns his own dance studio w- over at the mosaic area or mosaic district anyways javier he um was was a big fan and then I had a couple other people who came up to me and listened uh to the show as well but he called the three of us out Javier called the three mm-hmm. of us out and thought we had a really good dynamic so cool thanks man Very, thank really you cool zero percent chance he listened to this show but thanks. <laughs> All right. Lastly, guys, I just want to say thanks to everybody who voted for Coach Daryl General. Um, this is the last day to vote, so when you're listening to this, the this, the 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 tallies are in, and hopefully, Coach G won the twenty five thousand dollars. He's well deserving, and I want to thank everybody who uh, who 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 voted for him. He's such a well deserving coach and just a really great guy. So. Congrats to Coach G. Whether you won, whether you didn't win, you do, you're very
2: much deserving of the win. Can we clarify uh, when you say this is the last day to vote? Yes, we are. As we sit here Saturday, you, you're saying that when they're listening to this, right? They missed it. They missed it. Yeah, Saturday, yeah.
0: November seventeenth is the last day to vote. Because we we we'll pushed that last week for right. people to vote right. in last week's program. Yes. Okay.
2: Yep. I'm. I'm glad that. Uh, I think there was a couple episodes where the space time continuum was sorted out. I'm glad right. to see that we're still struggling with the space time continuum. Yeah. but I do appreciate the coach
0: mm-hmm. uh, vote coach G Twitter handle. They are really promoting our podcast, so that was very cool. Mm.
2: Thank you. Also, people who don't listen, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, great show, guys.
0: Docs, very much appreciate you. Um, soldiering through here. Oh, tonight. my God.
2: I, I need to go back to sleep. <laughs> you, you I'm dying.
0: To, uh, Tess, thank you for sitting in, and hopefully you don't get sick. Risking life and <laughs> yeah, limb coming totally into You weird. guys are both going to get sick. <laughs> I mean, she was right between Chris and Doc. Oh. Sick. Oh, man. All right. Thanks to Chris Pellegrini for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Congrats to him and his championship team on the girls' side, second place finish on the boys' side. Awesome to have the West Springfield coach in studio today congrats again chris pellegrini go spartans all right that's William dox and for test strike i'm chris farley this is pace the nation we will see you next week
3: see this very nice uh, sign yeah. behind me here that i recognize so so well that's a good spot for yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it uh yeah somehow this ended up in the studio for today um yeah uh, it, the, my
2: only regret is that uh you that we, we couldn't capture your re, your reaction to this sign right. on the show right, uh, <laughs> too bad but we, we do need to touch on it sure um, I make every show fifteen to twenty minutes longer than it needs to be.
0: All right, and then finally, uh our buddies at Run Nebraska tweeted, Don't sweat not seeing have it.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying
0: here.